Welcome to another episode of Emmy's Insight. It's your host, Emmy, and in this episode, I'm going to be having a chat about finding balance and balance in terms of life and school. So being able to balance your schooling at whatever stage that might be for you, whether that's high school or university or college, how to balance your life with studying, especially when it comes to training, whether that's as an elite athlete or just for general fitness and health. So how to balance training and just how to balance your life in general, like your social life, work life, and just having a good work life, training life balance. So thank you to Mia on Instagram. So her Instagram handle, MiaRun17, who did comment on my recent Instagram post with this topic because I did ask for you guys to comment what topics you'd like to hear and yeah I thought Mia's question was good which was how you balance studying and training and also how to deal with exam stress so I will get into that today too so we're just going to basically deep dive all into dealing with studying and life whether that is stress or balance okay so I will preface this with admitting I am not the best at balance It's something that over the last few years I've really been working to improve at and learning about and, you know, it takes practice to be a balanced person. It takes work, especially if you are a highly strong person or a bit of an overachiever where you can get into an obsessive mindset when it comes to study or when it comes to like anything really when it comes to study or training you can get so obsessive that balance just goes right out the window since I finished high school it is something that I've been trying to learn okay so balance is so important to have a life where you can you know be fulfilled in different aspects of your life socially emotionally mentally and to have a good all-round health so like to be both physically and mentally happy and healthy So it's important to me to find balance and working on it has been really important to me and I definitely, definitely have improved. But I'll give you a little rundown of how I've been in the past. Okay, so I'm going to start around year 11 because that's when I first started to, you know what, let's start year 10. Year 10 is when I first started to do athletics at, I would say like an elite level, but I mean, I was still just like a high school kid. And that was the first year I started athletics, but I was, you know, training and racing at nationals. So that's what I mean by elite. I wasn't like actually elite. I was just, you know, that was a big priority in my life. And I remember ever since I was young, my coach always told us, you can be really good at two things or like amazing at two things. So if you choose that to be your sport and your academic career or your schooling, you can be amazing at those two, but as soon as you add a third thing into the mix, it takes out everything and you just can't be as good at all of them. So you can be great at two things, but no more than that. And as soon as you try to balance more on your plate, mm, that's going to be hard. So I really honed in on that and use that as my own kind of philosophy in high school. And I definitely did that in high school. So it is a little bit different since finishing high school because obviously when you, you're out of school and you're, you know, an adult, even even though you're 18 years old, that's an adult. So, I mean, in Australia, you're an adult when you're 18. So it's a lot harder to balance that type of stuff when you're a young adult and you have to, you know, you're studying and you're doing your sport. And then you have other things like you have to work to make money it's different for everyone, but 
you know, and then socializing as well. That's another commitment because it's not like at school where you see your friends every day, you have to really put in that extra effort. So I'll kind of get into how it is different graduating high school, but I want to start with how I first um, kind of took this approach when I was in school. So when I was in year 10, I started to get really, really invested in my sport and I just fell in love with it. And this was also a time where I started to be more academic and started to actually try year seven to nine. Yeah, yeah, nah. They're weird years of high school, you know, seven to nine, bit has it going. Honestly, <laughs> I really didn't enjoy seven to nine. Like I, I was happy and I liked school, but looking back, like definitely 10 to 11 were my favorite years of high school. Year seven, year eight, year nine is just a time where everyone's trying so hard and everyone cares so much, like myself included, about what everybody thinks of you or, you know, so many people cared about social climbing and just fitting in. And it's just that age where everyone's a little bit more, a little bit, they're very awkward and just care too much and everyone tries so goddamn hard. And year 10 to 11, sorry, year 10 to 12 it's just so much better because everyone's kind of finding who they are and stopping. They don't care as much. Well, I didn't at least. So I definitely felt more, honestly, it was also because I had found my passion with athletics and I was, I realized that all the things people cared about, you know, to do with coming of age, you know, going like just social climbing and all of that stuff. I just, I just did not care about. So I was just so much happier because running meant so much more to me. So as I was saying, year 10 and 11, that's when I first started to get really invested in my sport and my academics. So these were the two things that I really focused on. And to balance those two things, even at a really high level, now looking back and even then, it's so easy. I didn't have a job. I didn't work a part-time job in school and I just didn't have time to. And me now, I don't know how I have time to, so I'll, I'll get into it. But I just chose those two things to focus on and my parents were very supportive when I was a school kid. Um, they are still now, but they were very supportive in the fact that they were like, you know, you need to focus on your sport and school and not work because you know what, at your age, the amount you get paid is ridiculous. Anyway, it will be slave labor. It's not even worth it. Like you could work for a couple of hours and earn enough to get yourself a burger. Like it's, it's pointless anyway. Obviously, it's not pointless. I'm not trying to say don't work. There's a lot of people who grind working a part-time job in school and save a lot while at school. And I think that's great if they don't have another passion outside, like a sport that they're really invested in or maybe something else that they're really passionate about, then they should use that extra time that they have to, you know, work hard to save. But for me, I did have that passion that took up a lot of time. So for me, the way I balanced my life was... I chose those two things to specialize or focus in and I literally did not put any energy or time into anything outside of that. That sounds really unhealthy and bad, but I was in a very healthy position at this time. So this does mean that social life was not a priority and was definitely neglected. But to be honest, I was really happy with the social time I had because honestly school is half about socializing and you see your friends there and for me my best friends are my training partners so I'd see them pretty much most days after school anyway and then on weekends we were all school kids so it's not like I was missing out on anything on anything my training partners and I 
we would sometimes hang out and it was a much easier to balance when there wasn't work or something extra involved there but yeah that was basically what I did I just chose the two things that were important and outside of that there wasn't anything else to balance no socializing to balance no work life to balance and I was 15 16 17 years old so there wasn't a whole lot of responsibilities at that time so looking back it was actually quite easy to balance everything how I went about my day was I knew the days I had training after school and I obviously would get my homework each day and I would just make sure that whatever work I got that day I was really on top of so my biggest tip that I always say when I get asked this is staying organized that is the most important thing so I always keep to-do lists and this is when I started to you know keep a diary and keep to-do lists and stay on top of everything I would have a weekly and a daily to-do list on that daily to-do list that is where I would write down all the homework I would get throughout that day at school and my aim was to get it done on the day or the next day I just could not let it build up because there was no way that I would be missing training and I knew that I had training most days after school so I knew I had to get my work done in any time possible because I had training there was no other time to do it so it stops you from procrastinating because there's no time to procrastinate you have to get the work done in the time you have because you don't have time after school that's when you have training so it's not like it was an option for me so for me training was my set it was set in stone like school was school isn't optional you have to go to school and that was the same as training for me so I knew that they were the times that I was busy and all the time outside of that is when I had to fit studying in so I did definitely get a lot into writing lists that is a big tip so every day I would write my list I would have my weekly to-do list where I just keep like a more broad list of what needs to get done and then the daily list that would be more specific and then I would just make sure I stay on top of it because if it built up to an amount that was unachievable or just overwhelming I didn't have free time to go and actually I really did at that time I'm thinking more later on but I knew that I didn't have heaps of time to just go and do it all I needed to stay on top of it as I went through it so I definitely use weekends for study blocks as well because obviously there's not going to be heaps of time after school when you have training so really utilizing all the time in between like study periods lunchtime before school I would go to school an hour early every day in the senior years and then I definitely like weekends became study blocks I was pretty balanced in year 11 though like year 11 I knew was a practice year for my HSE or my final year of school for those who aren't from New South Wales it's year 12 um So I knew year 11 was my marks weren't going to count to year 12 and it was a time I needed to build up, you know, my routine with how I study, um, how I fit everything in and just use it as a practice year, try my best, but also take the pressure off and know that if I mess up, then that's completely fine. It's your last chance to mess up where it doesn't count. So I definitely used year 11 as a practice year where I would try hard, but also be really aware that this is the last time it's not going to count so I need to be you know as chill as I can while I can so you know I really honed in on that so although most of the time most of the year I tried really hard to set up those good study habits to set up the good you know like learning how to study and what works best for me and how to stay on top of everything I really used that as a practice but I also used the knowledge that it wasn't going to count 
and purposely backed off a lot of the time. So I remember I did two nationals in year 11. When I went to Perth, I literally, I remember I lost my school binder when I was in Perth and I kind of freaked out, but then I was also like, "Mm, it's my practice year. It's fine. Like if this was year 12, that would be really bad because I took my binder with all my work to do to Perth but it's my practice year so I tried hard but I also was so much more kind to myself the way I lost my binder was on the last day of nationals after the relays my brother who was there for a friend's wedding met me and my dad and we all went to the beach and like it was just one of the best days of my life because it was so my first national medal my brother was there and then we all hung out in Perth because we had to wait a couple of hours before we had an overnight flight home And I remember I had my, we had all our luggage with us because we'd left our Airbnb and my brother was holding my binder for me and he left it on top of the hire car. I remember he like put it there as we were getting into the car and then I just completely forgot until later when I remembered, holy shit, I don't have my binder. The last time I saw it was Sammy putting it on top of the car and then we drove away. So it's probably like somewhere on the side of the road in Perth. Not really because that was like four years ago. But yeah, so I lost my binder, freaked out for a second, but then I was like, it's chill. It's not the HSE yet. It's okay. After that overnight flight home, I literally did a maths test the next day. So that is how chill I was in year 11 in saying that I did study really hard. And because I had been so consistent studying each day, when I missed that week before the test, because I was at nationals, it didn't really matter because I'd already done so much work all year round. Okay, I realized as I say all year round, it was not late in the year, but since we started year 11, I'd done so much work and done every question in my math textbook, been so on top of it that I'd done the work already. If I you know, had a rough few days before an exam, it wasn't going to matter too much because I'd already done so much work throughout schooling, schooling throughout the school year so far. But anyway, basically that's how I went about it in year 11. I just focused my energy into running and school, but I backed off pressure. I also like at the end of year 11, so year 11 finishes in term three because year 12 starts in the last term of year 11. So there's technically only three terms of year 11. And the last term when we had our yearlies, I was so aware that like two weeks break before we started that fourth term which was going to be our first term of year 12 it wasn't enough like it wasn't enough to then go into the hardest year study wise that I'll ever do I was like two weeks is not enough I need six weeks so I'm going to stop trying too much at school and studying a month before the end of the term so for those half not half yearlies they were yearlies for those yearlies I was really really chill and me now would be like holy holy panic and I was a little bit but I was just like no I need to like be so fresh and rejuvenated before we start grinding for the HSE so I'm gonna stop trying too hard now okay that's a lie I didn't stop trying but I stopped studying too hard and I did decently in those exams not great but decently because I had worked all year round it didn't really matter that I'd slacked off at the end but there was a method to my madness and I ended up being so much more fresh and ready to start grinding when year 12 started in term four. So that brings me to year 12 and this is when my balance was uh, imbalanced. It was not not balanced. Basically when I got to year 12, I 
and I condone this. I know this is a podcast about balance, but I condone not being balanced in year 12 because it's one year of your life and I just wanted to grind and the HSE sucks. Actually, you know what? I've learned since then that you can do well and be balanced. So I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, for me, I wasn't balanced. I studied so much. I did not socialize anymore. All I did was study before school, during recess, during lunch, after school, on weekends, every piece of time I had that wasn't, you know, in class or at training was committed to studying and it was so not balanced. It was so unhealthy. I was so anxious and not in a healthy place. And I actually, I, I'm so sorry that I said I condone that. I don't condone that. You can be balanced. I've learned since starting uni, you can be balanced and still do really well in your academic studies. It's all about being efficient and finding what works best for you. So if you're efficient with your study, then you don't have to study for 20 hours in a day. You can study for five or six and be efficient in that time. So basically when I was in year 12, in the school year, I would do, as I said before, get to school two hours early, study, study in every free period I have, every lunchtime, After school, I would either study or train and study. And but the weeks before the exams, when there wasn't school, it was just study periods. All I would do was study from like literally 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night. I know those hours sound ridiculous, but there was a reason I studied for those hours. And that is because I was so anxious that I couldn't sleep. I would wake up and be like, I should just study. So, yeah, that wasn't healthy. And... I still was able to balance studying with sport because I had developed over the years before, you know, that routine where I had my training days and I knew how to study around that. I knew I had to get lots done at school. I knew I had to utilize all those times I had like at lunch or study periods or, you know, I would, I remember I would get to the track a few hours early because I would get the train straight from school. I would study on the train. I really did use all the time I could have. I'd study on the train and then I would go straight to training. I didn't, you know, waste time by going home first. I would get the train to training. I would arrive maybe an hour before training and I would sit there and study. So I always utilize all the time that I had. And that is a big tip. So making sure you utilize any free time you have. And obviously having lists is so important to know what to do in that time. So the list method is... mm, so important being organized like writing in your diary like what you have to do helps you so much with staying balanced because you know what you have to do you know the times you have to get it done and then you just have to do it you can't you know it's hard to not fit everything in when you know what you have to do it's all written down all you have to do is make sure you get it done you know in time so for me like in year 12 I really use this list method every day I would write down the new homework that we got that day and I would try to get it done that day or the next day when I got to school early or in any study blocks that I had and I really stayed on top of that because I knew if it built up it would be overwhelming and I couldn't get through it so I guess the big tips that I've had throughout school was choosing to specialize in two things for me it was academics and sport and using your time wisely so getting to school early finding any extra time that they might be in there you know lunchtime that's 40 minutes where you can get work done 
you know, if you get to school two hours early, that's two hours and 40 minutes. If you have a one hour study period, that's three hours and 40 minutes in the day that could be getting work done. And then you don't finish school that day and you're like, oh my God, I have so much work to do, but I have training tonight. So really utilizing the time that you have to get work done, having lists so you know what you have to do and you stay on top of it. I loved having a to-do list in the front of my binder because I loved the feeling of crossing it off, like drawing a red line through things on my to-do list and crossing it off. And then you felt so fresh and accomplished when you'd crossed everything off on that list. And if you hadn't, you felt organized because you just kept it on the list until it was crossed off. And it was that they're just my biggest tips with how to balance school and studying and yeah so as I've talked about this I've just realized it just seems so easy to balance school life with studying because then it comes to after school and you have to fit in a job and you have to fit in socializing because you can't rely on seeing people at school or seeing people at training even it's important to make connections and adult relationships and that's kind of where I am now so my first year of uni which was the year before last year 2019 I was okay, but I was still in that mindset where that I had been in at school, where I was like school, school life or like academic life, sport life, and that's it. Last year, 2020, I really had to learn balance because I just needed to be mentally healthier and happier and like have more time for myself, have more time for my friends. I also started to work really hard on like YouTube and creating content and it's hard to balance that, that it takes up a lot of time and I wanted to work and save. And that's something I have recently been grinding with. But my first few years at uni, I didn't have a part-time job because it was just, it was too much. The amount of time I put into study and training left me no time. Well, I felt like it left me no time, but I just needed to, you know, create my own routines and organize my life to fit everything in because, you know, you can make it work. As you get older, you realize sometimes you think this is going to be too hard. How am I going to cope with it? You make it work. Ugh, honestly, I'm I'm overwhelmed. At, like I'm a bit anxious thinking about starting uni back next week because of how much I have on my plate this year, but we'll get there. I'm going to start with the first few years of uni. So the first few years of uni for me, I didn't have a part-time job. I did casual work with my extras agency. So I did not have much money, but I didn't go to uni the first year out of school. I had a year in 2018 where I just worked and, and trained. But to be honest, that was just a really, really hard and bad year for me. I was in a really, really bad place mentally. So that year just let's just let's just leave that year in the past but I did save up a lot in that year so I had savings but then when uni started I wasn't really making much money I would earn a little bit each week like pocket money wise each week enough to like have some spendings and be able to pay for my petrol and stuff like that but I wasn't making bank I wasn't grinding like that And honestly, I just put so much energy into doing extra study, more than I needed to, more than my peers around me did, that, you know, I was doing so much extra work. When was I going to fit in a job? And, And then I was training on top of that too. And then last year, 2020, I just decided I need to be more balanced. And I actually, one of the things I did with that was I dropped to three instead of four subjects for uni, which is still considered full-time load, but it is reduced load. And I also just started to learn to, like training was something that has been ingrained now. It's normal for me to have that in my schedule. Study was what was 
you know, overwhelming and going hardcore. But I had to learn how to fit in, you know, socializing again and time for myself to relax and time to like make content and stuff like that. Oh, and time for working, which we will get to. So this was hard, very hard at first. Like if a friend wanted to meet up for a day or like if I spent a Saturday where I didn't study all Saturday, I went out, you know, shopping with a friend, I would still go home and study for a little bit after. But enjoying that day shopping was hard at first. Like I would get really anxious and feel like I was going to have a panic attack because I wasn't being productive. I say productive doing bunny ears. I always say this because I realize that you can't see my bunny ears. I felt like if I wasn't smashing myself studying or doing something super productive, then I was going to have an anxiety attack because I needed to get stuff done. I always need to be doing stuff and being productive. And I just had to learn that, you know, nothing's going to happen. If I have a day off, first of all, one day is going to do nothing. Second of all, it's not going to change my marks at all. And even if it did, how like it doesn't matter I'm still going to get my degree I'm still going to pass my course if I don't get a HD then you know the the world still turns and it's really not going to change anything but the one thing it will change if I learn to not be anxious with you know having days off and seeing friends is my happiness I'll be able to live a life that I'm you know happier with and enjoying more and still you know achieve the things that I've been achieving and the first few times I did that I remember it was really hard I would feel so anxious and I would get like I just feel like throwing up I'd be out and I wouldn't feel happy or I would be happy like with my friends at first but then I would start to get really panicky and I've gotten so much better with that I've gotten so much you know it takes practice it took me doing that and having to like tell myself no it's okay the world's still going to turn you know I'd get home and see pictures of people at uni like they'd had a day at the beach in the middle of exams you know that still happens and I'm like it, it honestly it makes me feel better because it chills me out because I'm like wow you know we have an exam and I spent the whole day studying and some people have been at the beach and they still are going to get good marks or even if they get average marks we're still getting the same degree I really need to be more kind and forgiving to myself and allow myself to not put so much pressure on myself and realize that it's not the end of the world if my marks aren't super high And one thing that happened when I started to, you know, not study every single day, but I started to, you know, have some days or half days where I would chill or I would spend a day editing or seeing a friend rather than studying, I actually got similar marks, pretty much the same. I still got high distinctions. I still did really well. I was just more balanced because I became more efficient at studying. I would still get the same type of thing done, but I just wouldn't have to sit there all day for hours. I would do, you know, less work, but get more out of it. And I realized that, you know, it's obviously quality is more important than quantity. In the HSC, I definitely went for the quantity, 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 but also quality. But as you get older, you realize like life doesn't stop. You know, life's not going to wait around for you. It's not waiting you know, if you say, oh, HSC is one year, I just need to get through this year and then I'll be happy. Then I can like relax more and live my life. That's fine. But if you continue that into uni, which I did for a while, you know, then you start to continue that into all of your life. If you think, oh, just get through the next four years of my degree. Oh, just get through the next few years of my master's and then you can relax and be happy. Oh, just get through the next 40 years of my job and then you can relax and be happy. Life doesn't stop for you to relax and be happy. You have to enjoy in the moment and life's messy, you know, like it's, you can't wait 
until you know something's over to then relax and be happy you have to learn to be able to enjoy yourself even when times are tough or you have a lot on your plate and this is something I used to always do when I was really nervous for a big meet at school like I remember I'd be super nervous for like all schools or a comp like that um, and I used to just wish time away I used to think oh I wish I wish it was the week after all schools and I'd competed and I ran a PB and I qualified for nationals and yeah and then it was over so I would wish away the time I had because I was just so anxious and so nervous. I just wanted to get it over with and have, you know, qualified or whatever it was, have meddled, have done whatever was important to me. And then I started to tell myself, you have to stop wishing your life away. Like you're not, you're 16 once, you're 17 once, you're every age once. You can't wish those years away. And as, you know, nerve wracking and as anxious as I got when I raced I didn't want to wish the experience away as well because it was such a ecstatic and thrilling feeling to be proud of yourself and achieve your goals and you have to take the good and the bad when I say the bad I mean the nerves and the anxious feelings so you have to learn to deal with them and get comfortable with being uncomfortable in that sense so yeah basically last year I started to really give myself days where I had to you know, I just gave myself days for myself and I still would stay on top of studying. I still keep to-do lists and write in my diary every day. I still will write a to-do list the night before of what I had to get done the next day. But if I had, you know, seeing a friend with brunch on that to-do list that was going to take up half a day, it would make the to-do list and I would still make everything else fit in around that. So really getting organized with yourself and having a diary so you can fit in you know, socializing and sport and study. That's so important. And then this year for me, I had to start fitting in working. So at the moment, I'm I'm like three months into the job I've been doing. And yeah, I'm very tired. I wake up at 4.30 most days and I get home after 8.30 most days. So I've had to learn how to like nap a little bit in the day. And I'm just going to have to keep staying on top of everything so that I can, you know, stay balanced and keep you know, a good work-life balance, keep doing well at uni and I really want to keep creating content too. But yeah, the biggest thing for me is that organizing, being forgiving to yourself and choosing the things that are important to you that you want to make time for. So for me, like starting a new relationship, I don't have time for that right now. And if there was someone who respected the short time I have and were happy to see me not all the time then that would be fine but if it's someone who you know expects a lot from me and expects me to see them regularly and a big commitment then I have to be kind to myself and understand that that might not be something that I can commit to so I can't like you know you have to learn to not take on too much and to find a routine and a balanced routine for yourself I also wanted to add a little bit of that exam stress I was talking about, so how to deal with exam stress. Okay, so with uni, one of the things that I find helpful when I'm in a moment of panic is reminding myself that these marks aren't the be-all and end-all. Obviously, a lot of people have heard of that five-year rule, so I've often heard, you know, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend five minutes worrying about it because it's just a short-term fleeting feeling and you know, ask yourself, is this going to matter to me in five years? It really puts things into perspective and makes you more grounded. You realize like, okay, this is not the end of the world. If this exam, if I get bad marks, then life still goes on. You know, my 20 year old self isn't going to overthink this exam that I've done. So 
for me, like reminding myself now, I remind myself things like, you know, you're still going to do well. You always get better marks than you expect. Like I always would panic during or after an exam or before an exam, mainly after I would always think, oh my God, I failed. And then I would get my marks back and have gotten a 95. And I would think like how, like my brain would trick me and think oh my god you did that so badly so I always just remind myself that it always seems so much worse than it is you always overthink it and your brain plays tricks on you honestly but yeah for me now at uni to deal with exam stress I remind myself that you know everyone else is going to get the same degree I'm still going to pass a degree worse comes to the worst if you actually fail a subject you just take it again it's not the end of the world and it takes pressure off yourself although I have said I'm a high achiever, so I do put a lot of pressure on myself, but I'm trying to take that pressure off myself. Not that I want to aim for lower marks, like I still get the same marks, just without that pressure on myself. When it comes to high school exams, and as well with uni, this is helpful. One of the best ways to deal with the stress is to, you know, be prepared. If you've done everything that you possibly can, there should be no reason for you to be stressed. Remind yourself, like I did this in the HSC, I would tell myself, You've literally done everything you could possibly do to prepare for this exam. Obviously, you're a bit nervous, but don't don't overthink it. Like go into this really proud of the effort you've put into your studies. Go into this knowing you've done all that you can do. And from here, you can't control this anymore. You've done everything that you can do and find peace in that. Let that be that thing that helps with your stress, knowing that you've done all the work and that's all that you can do. So that's another really helpful thing with exam stress. Honestly, just one of the things that I really resonated with the, with me was I remember watching like a My Chonny video, like it was like Asian versus white girls when it comes to exams. And the white girl one was like, like procrastinating or something or, oh my God, I'm so stressed. And then the Asian one was like, I don't get stressed, I study. Oh no, it was, I don't get stressed, I get organized. And that really like hit home and I was like, damn, I need to do that so I don't get stressed. So sorry if that was like racist or upsetting. That was just like a comedy video from the comedian Chani who's like this, you know, he does lots of skits with like Asian versus white girls. Anyway, um, so I remember when I saw that in high school and I was like, holy shit, I need to do that whole getting organized thing. So I really started to be strict with like getting organized and being on top of that. And that helped a lot with stress because I was prepared for things I was I knew in advance when things were going to be due or like when I wanted to have finished my study so I could have finished my study and have extra time to go over anything else or any practice things I needed to do and just being really prepared and organized help with that stress also just reminding yourself that it's not the end of the world like life's going to go on the world will still turn if you don't get the marks you want to get And, you know, absolute worst comes to the worst. You can always retake that exam. So just reminding yourself that it's not all that matters in life. Another thing I used to do was before my HSE exams, I would tell myself like, no, I want to be an athlete. Like I want to run. I love running. That's what matters most to me more than these exams. And it really relieved me knowing that there was something bigger than those exams and more important to me because it let me just realize that this wasn't, the end of the world it wasn't the most important thing in the world so that really helped me um, just reminding myself what mattered so I'm going to wrap this podcast up now before I do I just want to read a few things from this article that my mum cut out of a newspaper for me after I finished my HSC 
and I wish that she obviously she read the paper after but I wish I had read it before my HSE just to help with exam stress so I hope this might help someone else with exam stress so it was an article titled 12 things that matter more than your HSE result and it was written I'm pretty sure the author was writing it because her daughter was finishing her HSE and it starts with darling girl a few weeks from now you'll be given a number a number that sums up all your years of schooling a number you may think is a measure of who you are a number you will have been led to believe will determine what happens next and it goes into this beautiful article about how you're so much more than that number and that you're you know so much more your energy your light your you know you're just so much more than that and then it goes into so many other things like that I just found so meaningful. The author writes to her daughter saying, I realize how much of your life has been measured by numbers from your age, your baby weight, your class, your height, your school rank, the bus route, and that the numbers will never stop. Your earnings, calories eaten, kilometers walked, postcodes, tax returns, but that they rarely mean anything. Rather, it's words and actions that enrich your life. So then she goes into writing things that matter more in life all about switching your mindset and basically all about that life is all about experiences and and something I always think is life ends one day anyway so it's so important to just be really happy in the moment and appreciative and dive into experiences and realize life still goes on and the world still turns even when you think something is all that matters like a daunting scary exam so all you can do is try your best Prepare and organize yourself as best as you can, but you have to be kind and forgiving to yourself and realize that's all you can do. Once you've tried your best, be proud of the effort that you put in. Be proud of your hard work and then understand that however you go in that does not define your worth or who you are and like your values and how you act as a person, how you treat others, how you respond to hard situations. Who you are as a person is so much more important and so much more than that. So I hope that that was helpful and it might help you relax with, you know, dealing with the stress of exams. And then I hope it also was a bit insightful into balancing with school and just balancing academic life and life. I definitely think this is a topic that has so much more to go into, the whole balance in terms of, you know, just balance in life. And I definitely will make more podcasts on balancing. But this was just the first trying to start that chat with balancing academics and life so I hope it was insightful or helpful and I'm going to finish with a quote that I used a lot when I first started to try balance social life and even just having more breaks from studying like if I would finish hours of studying and I would get up and go for a walk and listen to a podcast and I felt guilty to do that or if a friend was if I was meeting a friend for breakfast that day and I felt guilty to go out and spend a few hours enjoying myself one of the quotes that I really kept reminding myself and I use as a little bit of a mantra sometimes was worry has never done anyone any good for it substantially curtails the joy and fullness of life and I just reminded myself that that you know what life is life we get one life so if I stress and worry about this moment that I have right now then all it does is curtail the joy and fullness of my life so I hope that that might resonate with you as well 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Emmy's Insight, which is my podcast Instagram for this podcast. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. If you do leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure that really helps support the channel. So feel free to do that. Otherwise, I hope you join me in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.